It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain parallels so you can change them. What's going on, Tom and Mickey? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Tom, and you can find me at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Smash them likes, hit subscribe, and then let's talk about CBN, man. Oh, yeah. Well, like and John says, cannabis is the way. You know, we also have hot news. Uh, the CLN website's up. You know, like I'm going to be contributing more. The stream portion of it is really up to date and, and smooth. So that's nice. If you want to catch your content, you can go to our website. But also the blog portion, we're going to be working that more. We still got more to do on that portion as far as like making it more user friendly. Because uh, you know, some little tweaks, but it's all Need good. Right? And some straightenings, you know. And so I've been straightening up the uh, mastermind course. That sucker is going to be, I'm just going to start selling it. I mean, like, uh, I so we have some people that are working on our uh, CRM and our funnel building. So that'll be rolling out. It's exciting times. Well, yeah, man. And, and the CBN. <laughs> CBN. The cannabinoid CBN might be a cannabis industry surprise hit. MJ Biz Daily. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, how, how how big are you on CBN? Like, where are you at? So you, um, Somebody called me last week that's an operator out of Oregon, and I might be signing them up to do certain amounts of uh, compliance review and analysis of their products that they're offering. But CBN, and when we went to the Green Revolution in Seattle, uh, or actually it wasn't in Seattle, but, you know, yeah. adjacent to Seattle. Uh, that had a CBN in it. So we still have some tincture of uh, CBD, CBN, and THC for sleep. That's fantastic. And so that's really what we're seeing happening. And I I think a lot more hemp operators uh, are going to be creating uh, CBN products or CBD products and uh, including them in your THC products. So some of the laws have changed. Like Illinois changed this law to allow uh, hemp derivatives and hemp-derived things to be added to their products right i mean as a lot of changes do you think too how long before say texas gets gets it up to, you know hair up their ass about the cbn right like well, well delta it's, gonna, it's not thco or thc delta a thc or delta 10 uh, i think that's radar is much safer when you're when you're treading into the cbns the cbgs the th the the, the not the thcvs any of the thcs the tetrahydrocannabinols those ones you're really getting risk and especially with THCO, that one I'm like, wow, you started from pure THC. Yeah, but, but it was uh, not done yet. I'm like, mm-hmm. Right, but I, I just think there's a weird, um, as we still like money sleeps just posting here, uh, CBG is great for sleep. You know, all these cabinetoid uh parts parts of the plant that are being isolated and saying cbd is great for you or cbn or even cbg and then then like with things like delta eight you know where it's like ooh, we got the new high like none of this really what is high <laughs> you know it's, it's all about wellness uh yeah i understand that but then a lot of people just want to get high Right, but what is high? It's not like heroin high. Like here in, in like this, this, the streets of major cities where all the right. tent people live, right? Like I don't hey. know, man. Like you should, we should have Miggy hit Chicago, and then you could see the fairly lack of homeless problem relative to Seattle. And well, Philadelphia has the same. I mean, like I'm just like the cities have their issues, right? Yeah. I mean, C- Seattle's homeless. Like the, what I've been seeing. I mean, it's bad. Right. When when you put a tent in front of a goddamn uh, park and say, this is where I'm going to be for like ever. But I think it's a lot of mental health as well as like the, the drug addiction port. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like when, when I say hi, 
when we say cannabis high, you know, it's not like we're all like, hey, man, I'll suck your dick for your fucking weed. No, that's oh, no, never no. happened. No, that's never I'll, happened. I'll forget to smoke weed uh, if if somebody doesn't offer it to me. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I should smoke some of that stuff. It's fantastic. But uh, make sure you do smash that like button if you guys are tuning in, because um YouTube's been burying our stuff, man. So, like, I did a post on Friday about the kerfluffle in Illinois licenses, and it was flagged for being dangerous and harmful. And I'm like, I, I, I explained a lawsuit. I didn't smoke on camera. I didn't curse. I explained a lawsuit, and I'm like, what? It's so, like it's like you're the new minority. Being online and just mentioning cannabis is already going to get you squashed, and there's going to be no way to get there's no way to get recourse from it right yeah. thanks yeah. chad get a smash get those likes because we're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, we change the conversation it. we're trying to you know enlighten about policy and, and at the same time we're trying to bring a little enlightenment with the culture and just a little levity as much as you can when it involves uh incarcerations and uh asset forfeitures and and tax policies it's so sexy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, see, people are making and especially the hemp extraction license. So if you had a hemp extraction license, I'd be uh, looking into the CBD, the CBG, the CBN, uh, anything that just doesn't have THC in it, just because you don't want to be skirting those issues uh, if, you know, uh, the feds decide to start enforcing that aspect of the law. But I think the CBN one will probably be fine. And CBN is short for cannabinol or CBN. It's a mildly psychoactive component found in cannabis, which is a strongly active uh, THC creation. So it's derived from the THCA. CBN is created when THC oxidizes into CBN. CBN can be used to effectively as a sleep aid or sedative. Of course, the, you know what the rule is for an herbal supplement? No claims. Yes. So people report that this is good for sleep uh, and not not you say that it's good for sleep based on clinical studies. Don't don't do that. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting as when I see it, the the tincture that I have some CBN is is like sleepy time tincture. And so they are using it's relaxing, sedating, uh, uh, making you go to sleep properties uh, as something that they're selling and that's going to be a continued issue like how do you market things compliantly even if it's uh, a legal herbal supplement you know well yeah that's i think that's gonna be a, a huge issue for a couple of years and then we've dealt with this already of cannabis between social medias getting flagged and youtube channels taking down uh, uh you know obviously flagging you before even just being like next to it like like for whatever reason you know that having a pot leaf on your t-shirt is gonna like get you kicked out of disneyland like yeah Hey, this is a family establishment. Take that flower somewhere else, sir. Exactly, right? We got this great ignorance and, and hypocrisy that, that that follows the prohibition. You know, this is something that is enabled by prohibition, the ignorance. Yeah, well, that's, that's another reason why the censors are... Um they're frustrating and we, we have to play by their rules. They have the largest pipes. You know, they're the largest game in town. We could upload to WeedTube and we can try that, but that's just, is there an API that is so like, when we use WeedTube and just be putting it right into that or probably not, huh? Well, yeah, no, that's the only thing, right? That's my beef with like the up and comers, right? We're all, uh, it's a pretty solid platform, but again, they're not, you can't go live on it. You can't, um, again, you have to take your moment. I don't know how Josh does it from the talking hedge. Uh, Josh Kincaid, he multi uploads to multiple platforms. I don't know what his bandwidth is because when I up download and upload a Roku, it takes me a minute just to, you know, get that through. So, you know, we a cool channel. 
But again, the the multi-platform issue, the uh, uh, the law is fundamentally against us. You know, I didn't know, you know, this CBN was discovered in 1930s and in the 1940s became the first cabin way to be isolated. Like, so we've known about this component for since the 30s. Do we need more studies? As I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah. Hash is what? How, how old is hash? <laughs> yeah, there are only seven CBN products in those uh, states from a year ago, but that number has grown to 55 in the second quarter of 2021, up 20% from the first three months of the year. Uh, and and so if you're a hemp producer that has questions about these lesser cannabinoids and, and their compliance issues, don't forget to get at me, a cannabis industry lawyer, and let's talk about how we can even enter the CBNs and the CBD and the lesser cannabinoids that aren't the THCs into the uh, product offerings that, uh, you know, craft growers are able to do. But that's going to be, that's really cool. You know, having like the whole kitchen sink. If you have a THC license, I don't see why you wouldn't do that, you know? Well, I think if you have a THC license, though, you're already in a market that you can just grow a full plant. Like yeah. the, the headache of trying to push, you know, that's one of the things here in Washington State that uh, uh, where they have uh, allowed uh, the hemp products to be infused into our, uh, you know, regular recreational cannabis products. It kind of blows my mind that they allow Delta 9 you know, inf- you know, extracted from different levels of hemp, which when hemp doesn't have seed to sell tracking, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they have an unfair advantage over the, uh, the, the cannabis farmer, which is right. w- way not cool. Yep. Shout out to Florida. People watching from there. That's what Publix is, Miggy. I'm not sure what Publix is. Oh, well, you know, Publix, they, I, well, they, I, I know them because they funded against, they, 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 paid money to fight against illegalization so yeah i know who public is and, and the, the greedy just kind of like the the sacklers is that the one who behind uh, uh pharma and uh, sacklers are the ones behind the uh, opioid scourge yeah what i'm saying like the public's people are just as bad right if you're promoting something that inhibits uh or inhibits the anti-prohibition you're you're already bad in my book right like people want to argue about like why legalization is bad it's still not a reason to incarcerate or take people's kids away or or to put a shadow ban on us for freaking 10 years. Like, this is just right. <laughs> why? Yeah. What? The Facebook page with 300,000 likes that nobody can see. That one's great. I love that. You know, you know how like the, the reason why. And I think our unfair advantage of the podcast and, and, and the website, what we've been doing is we've had that group, right? Like we've put a presence because prohibition sucks. And all I wanted mm-hmm. to do is like. Uh, entertain and make people laugh with the memes and stuff. And then you have your real information that you put out for the lawyer perspective. You know, it made for a great page to like, just be a thing. And it still won't be a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a financial enterprise. It's just a fun place for us to like funnel people and, 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 and interact. But again, if we didn't have it easily could have got shadow banned and be forgotten about or deleted Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you are watching on Facebook, you're one of the few. We have two things on Facebook. I, I have uh, a group, so about like a uh, adult use laws, where I interact with possible clients and other people. But that one is kind of shadowed. Not really, because I didn't title it anything except for adult use laws. The other one has the word marijuana in it, so that one's definitely going to get shadowed. Uh, but did you know that uh, the sleep aid market is thirty-one billion dollars? Not shocked though, man. I mean, how much melatonin did was sold last year? I have some uh, in my, uh, you know, next to my my bed. Just you know, I, I sleep real good because I work hard, yeah, and, and I exercise a lot, and I'm getting old. But um, 
sometimes, you know, I just like to know that I have it. And now I have uh, the, the, the drops are, and I'm not going to show them because that will definitely get flagged. Uh, but, you know, if for those people that are legal and of 21 or 18, cool. Uh, so it does have like so many milligrams of CBN, so many milligrams of CBD, so many milligrams of THC. I think well, it's not so much a new product. Also, I think education is important, right? Like to talk about the endocannabinoid system. I wish these people would bring that up more often when they're, when they're, when they're talking about their products and why. MySpace is making a comeback. So it's Thomas because he was probably Tom from MySpace, just like I was. Well, that's how we met. Just yeah. all, I mean, that's how long we've been doing this, right? Like how long we've been trying to to just fight and argue for this guy. And then and then we're like I was I still remember in 2011. You know, when I got hired by that uh, bank law firm, I'm like, man, I hope I don't miss legalization. That was 10 fucking years ago. Dude, that same time frame when when, when uh, uh, the MySpace time, uh, I, you know, I was a contractor down at Raytheon uh, working down there. And uh, uh, it's funny, when I left Arizona is when they legalized medically. Like, you know, people ask me, like, oh, do you regret that? I'm like, no, not really. You know, I'm, I'm happy with the life I've been living in Washington State. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, you know, I think that CBN is going to continue to take market share in the sleep products in the future. And New York lawmakers, big news out of New York, and you're seeing the shape of New York. And in the uh, mastermind course that I'm doing, I just did one on like the team. And so your state is a member of your team, whether you like it or not, because you can only get the license if the state says you can have one. But uh, New York lawmakers approve Governor Key's marijuana regulatory appointments to quote unquote jumpstart the legalization according to marijuana moment the newly inaugurated governor of new york kathy hochel uh actually i believe it's pronounced ho cole yeah i'm gonna need to know how to pronounce the governor of new york's name says that she wants to jumpstart the marijuana implementation and she took a major step on wednesday by making two key regulatory appointments to oversee the state's cannabis market that were quickly confirmed by the senate during a special session fantastic and so now let's get some regs new york we just yeah. had some regs in jersey well i'm sure that'll happen hoko said in the press release one of my top priorities is to finally get new york's cannabis industry up and running this has been long overdue but we're going to make it up for the lost time you know and a lot of that has been because of like the corporate dollar type right like the murder was trying to like give the best access but again you're trying to create a regulated market for a plant that has the biggest fear mongering about like everybody I, <laughs> I really hope that new york is a lot like a michigan rollout where it's just open for business and it looks like new jersey's gonna go this way too it's just open for business but then the municipalities have the ability to say we don't want it yet and then every election cycle that goes on more of michigan and california runs this way too are legalized and they have individual um, uh, uh, you know, license win- windows that come up. And, and that's one of the reasons why your community is so integral in uh, your cannabis application package. And so as I'm talking to people and we're signing people up for the priority stuff in New York, I'm sorry, New Jersey, um, we just really kind of like have to screen them and be like, I know that you want this application, but this is who's going to get it. Are you this person? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a, you know, as we talk about each time we do a show about like so-and-so got busted or, you know, the shocker for uh, uh, the influence that was put on just like truly, right. They, right. they, they got into issues about, you know, how they put their foot in Florida and also in Georgia now. So yeah, there is going to be this unfair and it's kind of accepted and known 
advantage to a lot of these big MSOs and people with deep pockets. You got to definitely screen them out, unfortunately. But also, now is the time for them to start getting activated, right? With New York, New Jersey, because they're starting to do everything, get the processes out. So, right. to get to that market, I mean, you know, there's a, uh, a Twitter somebody posted the other day about how, like, if uh, a creepy MSO um, held an event, you know, would you go to it, right? And, you know, there's a lot of people like, hell no, I'm, I wouldn't go to it or I wouldn't do anything for it. But if uh, a lot of these events, if they give me a booth to, to help out prisoners, you know, I'm, I'm going, you know, it's, there's, there's only so much that oh, you can you do. Niggy, if you want to get on the trade show circuit and you, you can sit at our, our booth and then right. you know, I don't know if we got the money yet. And then we don't have the store open yet, man. We're trying to get the store open and then uh, we'll see how the money's come in. But, you know, I don't think we can pay for your airfare to be flying around the country to be at this trade show. Oh, but, no, okay. uh, COVID. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying, I, like boost, there been an issue for me. Like even when in the before times when there was a lot of events out here, because I would show up. A lot of it's out of pocket, you know. Or actually, it's out of my company's pocket because I'd use their printer to print out the petitions. I would use their uh, cardboard to to make signs you for marches. Companies, you can use the company. Like, collateral base will print a lot of stuff for uh, the prisoners. Right. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, like in the, getting a, a, a spot in a lot of these events has never been an issue. Whenever I try to do something like that, but and that's the thing is like we have to kind of get past like all right these rich fuckers are going to exist no matter what for a long time like uh, no matter what industry you're looking at that top heavy corruption i imagine it's messed up beer stuff going to be happening at the municipal level and so like that's that's really what you start reading tea leaves now because it's former new york assemblywoman tremaine wright is going to serve as the chair of the cannabis control board and former drug policy alliance that is the dpa shout out to them staffer christopher alexander will be the executive director of the state's office of cannabis management what are their goals where do they come from who are these people what are their motivations you understand those things and their vision for what they want to do in the state of new york that's how, you, that's how you put together a team that wins you know yeah people with past experience Ooh, 420 420 somewhere Yeah, you know, the, the uh, oh, do we have a, a, a bit.ly description? Bit.ly description. <laughs> uh, sure we have a bit.ly in the description. In our description section, there's a link to our socials. There we go. I usually, like, we have a script we try and go by because it's easier to, like, have structured conversation. Right. So, <laughs> in case right. people didn't know. Well, I understand that, but most of it is uh, bit.ly in description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that. There's a bit.ly in our description. Uh, we're trying to not get censored, and so we don't link out to the stuff. Stuff. We link out to the stuff that links out to other stuff that links out to stuff where you can buy things. I mean, it's ridiculous that like most of the time we, you know, what really gets frustrated sometimes, like it's taken us this long to get to where we've gotten with like subscribers, likes, follows, people, respect. Mm. But there's other channels that get so frustrating, like the, the million people channels where all they do is break the rules and like there's no real conversation being added it's mostly and this is what i wouldn't mind doing dude like we just smoke all day and just be like dude Dude, dude, but then I don't know if the dude's that, like again, like maybe what we need to do is we need to replace you and me with a hot 20 year old girl and a 24 year old dude uh, that just moved out of his parents' place. Uh, maybe, maybe like 25 year old, fresh out of law school dude, 
uh, and, and they can um, uh, say crap, they will get way more likes and subscribes because they are young. And hey, all the people that are on this thing are quite young, you know? That'd be the next generation for us. You know, when we, when we retire, we'll, we'll have to pass the reins to that. No, no, no. That's not how you exploit a thing. You have to start doing that now and plugging them in. And then eventually you're on a, on a beach somewhere. Uh, and then why, is, why isn't the show happening right now? How come we're not making content? Uh, you know what I saw that was terrible? Uh, What's up? Great and terrible was that uh, Netflix with Bob Ross, like Happy Accidents. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Go my God. Watch that. That is that is the cannabis industry. That's exactly like, you know, what I'm worried will happen to somebody with this channel and the media crap that we put up is like somebody will end up owning it. That's not us. Well, and, and well, did you see how in the beginning that couple that he was involved with, they were like former CIA people like they know shit they know how to control, manipulate people. Exactly. Like like third world culture world. Like, like, let's just mess up Panama. <laughs> You yep. know, yeah. No, I'm glad you mentioned that one though. Totally, just like the cannabis industry. But uh, um, meanwhile, news: Leafly launches an app marijuana ordering option after change to Apple's App Store rules. So now Leafly's now part of and Leafly's complicit. How come Leafly's getting press and geek wire, and we're getting shadow banned? Because on Leafly, you can order weed, and you cannot order weed on this show. If we discuss prices, if we discuss amounts we will get flagged 18 plus i hope that you know we aren't going to get flagged 18 plus for reporting that leafly is going to start accepting applic- you know payments for weed purchases on its app that's a wild word to think about it, man we maps leafly it will do cash tra- transactions and then you and i are just constantly just being flagged for mm-hmm. Dangerous content where I explain a lawsuit to people and I don't really curse. I don't I don't make any threats. I'm just explaining a possible lawsuit to people. Two stoners, one bong. See, I, that was a title I thought about there. Michael, thank you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was one mic. It was, yeah. Yeah, two dudes, one mic. Right. And I told him no. But then I also mentioned, you know, like half of our audience probably can't remember that two girls, one cup bit from 20 years ago. Don't Google it. Do not. Do not do that. And wall holes aren't meant to be blue. Right. (laughs) Apple previously prevented apps from directly facilitating cannabis orders. That meant users of Leafly, which helps people shop and browse cannabis, had to complete any orders on a mobile web browser, which, of course, was a terrible user interface. And now I'm going to go download my uh, what is this Leafly and download Leafly going to download um some other ones because if you're a retailer uh, where do you list do you go to dutchy do you go to leafly do you go to weed maps uh do you sell on all three are you allowed to sell on all three or will one of them say no you can't do that you have to pick a lane well and, and, and i know there's a big problem like with weed maps as far as like uh, the pay to play like i know a lot of people had problems with like you know small to large and then they asked some ridiculous prices to be a part of their program so i know like yelp you know was part but they're not going to do the transaction part yet so and then what was it uh multiple apps besides uh 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 leafly ease was another app that took advantage of this mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool yeah, I didn't know we have charges a ton to be listed i see well yeah. um and if I'm like advising a landlord or if I'm trying to put together a real estate investment trust that has a portfolio in cannabis, but not exclusively so that they're going to avoid the IRC 280E, welcome to the extremely dry business strategy portion of cannabis legalization is uh, I would want my rent to include a percentage. And so if I'm leafly, I'm going to be trying to take a percentage. I mean, like, you know, hey, how about a little something for the help there, bud? 
Yeah, I just think, you know, once federal happens, though, also with Leafly and, and uh, Weed Maps, they, it's a, uh, what do you call it? They're they're the gatekeepers right now. Like, they're, once federal lease and bust, they better be fair market because there's somebody, some kid's going to come up with the app and say, hey, for five bucks, you can join me and right. I can do, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, they might be Expedia, but then Travelocity was right behind that. And so then Expedia bought Travelocity. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be the tech industry. And so there will be M&A in there. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Most likely. Company, speaking of M&A, uh, we can just do some some A, I guess. The company raised $23 million in new funding in June as the capital market has seen an increase in sales as more states legalized weed and dispensaries were declared essential businesses during the pandemic. Leafly has raised $38 million to date. $38 million. God damn. I would uh, got to say, though, Leafly and uh, Weed Mass probably do, with most respect, deserve it the fundraising because they do have the better reputations and in, in longevity but some of these other websites that pop out and get 10 million i'm just like who where where were you where you come from you know? right well they're gonna happen there's gonna now that if new york is an open state like mass mm-hmm. and not massachusetts if it's an open state like michigan and same with new jersey it's gonna be years of this market just growing in those states and if they do it that way and they start taking applications in a rolling fashion giving priority to social equity applicants as soon as they get that license, money's going to be like, hey, come here, come here, a minute. Come, here. come here, come here, come here, how about I give you $4 million and then I get your company? How does that sound for you? But it kind of already happens now, right? Like people make a thing, uh, it gets successful. Uh, I've known many people who've like in the early days of uh, legalization sold out and not sold out thinking like, hey, man, uh, 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 I'm going to be done with this, but they sold their thing that they created website. And then the the people who took it over didn't match their dreams. And now you're like, shit, now I don't have control over the thing that I thought I did, but now I have an extra hundred K or whatever. What what good is that going to do? (laughs) As the way to wealth is to go public. I still cannot wait for the massive weed, uh, IPO speculate speculation spike of 2024 or whatever the heck it happens where you are. I mean, like just like the dot com boom, same thing, but for weed. I don't think that that thing's there yet. There's just not enough teams that are out there that can go get listed and, and then build a better mousetrap. I mean, like is cookies listed yet? No, no. Cookies is listed. Then I'll be like, damn, burner. Why do you even rap anymore? What well, isn't the thing right now? Um, SPACs. That's that's the kind of the thing for cannabis. It's the SPACs, only option. Nah, new news. SPACs are out. And so like SPACs are just deflating really, really hard right now. And there's a lot of people that are getting out of SPACs. And so like a lot of the targets that they acquired are going to get reversed. And so they've been that was just on CNBC last week. They they're saying that there might be regulation coming for SPACs. That's going to change how that game has been going. Well, because this is going through a SPAC for Leafly, you know, uh, the cannabis change should provide a boost for Leafly, which is set to go through a public SPAC deal announced last month that will yep. value at 385 million. 385 million, nice. No, I mean like, the, the SPAC deals. They're still out there, but they're, the rules on them are changing. They're almost going to be treated as investment vehicles or investment companies and be regulated slightly differently. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why they were used so much, because they seem to be like a loophole around something. And so they, they were using them until they aren't. And I mean, if they're still trying them, they're, they're on the decline. But 
And again, yeah. SPACs are above my pay grade because uh, this is a rich man's game at that point. I'm more into the well, rebel. Yeah, but shit, you know, you're holding like 5% of that before that sucker goes public, and then it's public at $385 million. What the heck's 5% of $385 million? It's well, okay. But to even get into that ball in that SPAC first, you're talking about six figures that you can just say goodbye to Fuck for a while. That, man, no, you know me. I'll get you into that one of those. And then uh, we need to make sure they're all GMP certified. And if you're our guy that's going to be able to certify that GMP, you know, because that's going to really fuck with a lot of the operators. Uh, I'm sure some are probably already building. I mean, like, they have to be. No. Otherwise, they're just really dumb. I mean, what? I bet truly physical. Well, I, I, anybody has plans for uh, federal uh, involvement, right? Because yeah. this is just going to be another commerce requirement, which, you know, we have the experience to, uh, to prepare people for. But meanwhile, you know, uh, would-be marijuana growers flood in New Mexico with nearly 900 applications, MJ Biz yep. Daily. That's right. 900 applications have already gotten in on there and they made it so easy. So like it's an online portal. We might see uh, New Mexico going into New York, New Jersey with these types of online portals and they cut people out. Like, so that will cut lawyers out. That'll cut consultants out and people will try to start building these things themselves. Uh, And that's when, you know, well, shenanigans. And so like there's, there's people that are in business that fucking suck and we should try to screen them out. And so uh, when you have the systems like this, they tend to get in and then you have a shareholder dispute in the future. And guys like me have to like come in and use elbows and, and get well, them just, out of there. This is just like when we talked to Kush Kush in the beginning, you know, they, they paid $5,000 for their license and now it's worth millions. I think, right. which I think should be the opportunity for Every state, right? And, you know, I was just thinking about how we bitch about the barrier entry. You know, what a million dollars, all at least worth three million in some of these places. Right. And, and uh, then I think about like where I live at in Seattle, dude. And the average home was like half a million. I'm like, I no. can't afford a fucking home here, let alone a business. Not only that, like I showed you that house in Peoria that was five thousand dollars. It came for free murder. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, you could buy a five thousand dollar house in Peoria, and and just. Well, you're not allowed to light it on fire, but you could bulldoze it, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love where I live. I just, it's so, yeah, there, 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 there's, but I, I think in any place you live, there's something to bitch about, but um, I just, I enjoy where I live for the fact that I'm not a suspect, you know, like for the, the criminality for the most part is uh, treated the way it should be out here, you know, but because I think prohibition, which kind of doesn't exist here, except it's not also extreme hippie land as well. It's a, uh, it's quite the the conundrum of things. So well, we- I mean, it's still just awesome that New, uh, New Mexico is open for business, and I hope they yeah. go out there. Uh, you know, it, they are going to plan. Uh, they plan to approve as many applicants as they can, and they have to meet certain criteria, including access to water or water municipality rights. And so far, it has to be 300 feet. That's the setbacks from a daycare or a school. Not every state has the same setbacks. They really don't. So you have to check them. And then you might have different setbacks at your municipal level. So you have to check those. 
But once permits are approved, cultivators can start growing up to 8,000 plants, depending on the license type. And that's a deluge of applications. So yeah. that cannabis shortage will be gone by the time uh, New Mexico's adult use market launches in April of 2022. Uh, hopefully, it depends on how quickly you can get built out and open for business and like get the girls in the ground and then start flowering them out and you know, get dialed in. But you know, I'm, a, I'm impressed with their their uh, their license application turnaround time, though. Uh, well, when you make it open and like so the, the, a lot of the stuff that you can prequal for in Michigan is also like that, where you can just start doing it online. But then it gets very complex and confusing because the, the states start asking for like very uh, specific types of documentation, most of which these people don't have. Uh, and as a result, that's when they would have to go hire somebody like myself to uh, help them put together those plans and cool, for, yeah. for demonstrating the, the statutory compliance. Well, I'm just wondering what their application does look like, because if they're, if they're saying it's a, that it's a web portal. And so, like, we don't have a copy of the application. If I was going to start doing a video about how to apply for a cannabis license in New Mexico, it really sucks that I'm not a resident in New Mexico. Otherwise, I'd be able to, like, just start the application process myself and walk everybody through it. It sounds like, though, it's just like a residency. Uh, uh, I mean, if you know your results in four to five days, if you're going to have a business or not. You know, opposed to a KPI where you have to wait for the lottery. Yeah, that, that sounds like pretty amazing to me. It is. But then again, the problem then becomes those pieces of shit that are in business. They're everywhere. Aren't going to get screened. Right. But again, sometimes uh, capitalism has to like work itself out. Right. Like like people are going to have to. Uh, you know, you're, you're gonna no. That's that basically. Miggy's basically saying you're gonna have to get taken for hundreds of thousands of dollars in business and burned so that you learn about it and you learn the type of, you know, the type of person that you should not have in your company. Uh, and those people are thick in business. I mean, like one out yeah. of every three businessmen that you meet probably is that guy, especially in cannabis. Yeah, well, especially in, in when you when you lower the regulations like that. So when you do like these screening things like in Illinois where it's like, oh, that guy. Oh, no, fuck that guy. He ain't getting a license. Yeah, well, and I don't think the portal thing. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, they might be fair. Who knows? I mean, this well, might what does be fair. Mean like, you know, how what what's the standard? How are they going to regulate who gets a license and who doesn't get a license? If it's just going to be anybody, including people that shouldn't get a license, how well regulated are they going to enforce then? Because that guy who cuts corners and steals from people is now in. You know, and so right. like, with the screening process, if it's like we're only looking for these trustworthy people that we know. Uh, at, from a state level are going to be compliant operators and not cut corners, not pay people off to say that their product is 42% THC, that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally get you. Right. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just see so much unfairness and, and wackadooness in, in cannabis when it comes to like, you know, it's, we, it used to be when, when prohibition was the majority of the country. And then, you know, there was a culture. I think there was more of a, an understood, like, bottom line, uh, no shit. Uh, you screw me over. There's a reason that I'm allowed to hit you hard. Right. <laughs> you know? But right. now we're, we're getting into this regulatory side of things. It's like, I can't hit you. I got to no. take you to court. No, and, before and, you could kill it. Well, yeah. yeah. It, was com it was cash, illegal, reputation. You can't go to court to solve that problem. Now it's you have to sue me. You know, and so when it's when you have to sue me, that's um, a lot more theft happens then. Right, right. 
and you know, seed of cell is good for that. Seed to sale is great for it. It really is. But then, you know, you get partnership disputes a lot in this industry. See, the sale is good for if it works. You know, I, I saw Chad asked on Instagram, if we're going to talk about the Washington State new uh, uh, transaction to see the sale tracking. I think it's shit. <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're just going to a new program. Why? Because the last program didn't work. And it shouldn't be that complicated to create a program of like 10 pounds was grown by this plant i i don't know what the, the the breaking of the system is going on with our system for see the trail tracking but the fact that it hasn't worked properly in probably four years tells me like how good is it needed for the 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 regulation for the commerce right for the business themselves see the sales important because they want to know how much they just gave you right i'd be mad if my employees were taking 10 pounds for me but yeah it only helps the company itself. It has nothing to do for overall like uh, regulation, right? You're not. No, it does. It's it's all about the tax collection. Yeah, the sale is all about the tax collection, and uh, and then also it's all about the adequate supply of measuring the amount of medical cannabis that's in the system. Uh, so when you have seed to sale tracking, you know what the supply is, the the legal supply, and then taxes, but also compliance for the state. So the state wants to make sure that the cannabis that's being grown was tested and pure and all that. And so they have control on that. Does your state tax medical? Uh, it taxes it differently, hmm. but it taxes it less. And so my, if I want to buy an eighth, it's 60 bucks. But if I want to buy an eighth in medical in adult use, it's 60 bucks. But then by the time I walk out the door, it's 85 because they put the taxes on top of it. Do they tax any other medicine? What do you mean? Of course not. I was you know, like, they, they don't like, but the, there's a different statute. So like in Illinois, the medical is probably taxed, but they roll that in uh, to the price that they pay to the uh, consumer. And the consumer has been paying 60 bucks an eighth for the whole time. Like, so four or five years. Damn. That's yeah. so bad for patients. Well, now they have home grow and that's great for patients. Uh, unfortunately, New Jersey doesn't have home grow, but like, the mature market that you have in Washington that's seven years old that has that many producers, I don't think you need home grow. I mean, like you were just talking about, and like Miggy was talking about a high amount of the product, and I'm trying to disambiguate this so I don't say prices and dollar amounts and get the the the, the show flagged. But basically, it was um, more than a quarter, but less than a half for only fifty dollars, and it was fine. Like th- that's the, that that stuff that you you were showing. Yeah. That is sixty dollars. For three point, I'm not going to mention how many grams, but you know, if you take a one and then you slash and then an eight, <laughs> this is all to avoid an algorithm listening to us uh, as we are producing this content. And I, 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 I you know, home grow I think is essential, but it's also the patient program, right? Like I said, Washington's patient medical program is dead because the the establishment has killed it effectively like people actively sat down and go how can we screw with people and not allow them to do their markets that they used to or all the other stuff they used to um but i'm consuming right Uh, but i thought uh uh, correct me if i'm wrong washington state medical patients can grow their own so the rule is they're allowed uh if you get your prescription if you get this uh recommendation you're allowed six plants prematurely and then 15 plants if you're gonna you gotta go on a registry right and and a lot of these uh former freedom people will don't want to be on a registry right they're like why do i gotta put my name in this thing but and that's the washington market man uh it's 
it's so messed up. You know, the fact that when they created the rules and they said, okay, testing for medical is going to be this way, testing for recreational is pretty much none. Uh, you know, it's a consumable plant. Yeah. You know, all you given though, like I said, I've always said is the workers' rights. That's what our recreational has provided. But in the long run, it's killed medical. And also when you talk about growing for patients, I've seen a lot of patients who just can't grow because they're just not physically able. There's a reason why people are patients. You know, there's it's not just like Crohn's disease or uh any other thing. There's people who just debilitating can't get up and function with the a lawn or maybe they need concentrates high amounts for the pain to go through you know there's many reasons why the open market is a fair market because it gives those patients a chance because they can't grow but they can let somebody else grow for them what let's let's see some of the cool stuff that they're going to be growing as we play a wonderful thing that may get us flagged My diatribe. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. <laughs> yes, that looks like a golf ball if it was made out of heaven. And so a uh, nice little heaven sent golf ball. It's a fairly decent uh, hint on the actual name of the strain itself. Uh, and look at the sugaring on that stuff. It looks like somebody accidentally dropped something sticky into a uh, bowl of sugar. This has been my go to for the past month now. I've been really getting a lot of gassy um, mm-hmm. hits from it that helps my, uh, my asthma. Uh, I feel better when I'm breathing with it. Well, uh, that that size of and the shape of that nugget is indicative of these uh, types of genetics. We will get to that in a bit. Let's talk about what happened when a formerly incarcerated uh, people in Ohio are learning to grow cannabis. So isn't that neat? Gondrepreneur. An Ohio cannabis company is partnering with an organization that helps formerly incarcerated people transition back into society, train people convicted of cannabis crimes on how to grow cannabis legally. Nice. The partnership between Rivera Creek and Uniting Returning Citizens aims to help ex-convicts get jobs in the cannabis industry. Nice. You know, gardening, you know, this is going to be a great, I wonder if they're going to get like a certificate with it, you know, or there's not many schools out there, right? No, there's not. And shout out to Greenflower. They are actually partnering with uh, a lot of the educational establishments to develop curriculum. Uh, if there is a curriculum going in at the, the local community college, I should probably try to get involved in that. I remember contacting them earlier and then they never got back. To- we our curriculum here just really just says uh, it, it's not even more about the plant. It's like, OK, here's what to look for for testing. Like it's not a very in-depth. It's like a check mark that these guys made. But uh, the Dione, Dione Dowdy, who runs Uniting Returning Citizens, said two firms are building out a cannabis hemp hydroponic school. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a cool. hydroponic school under the. And so it's great that, you know, the state criminal investigation and Bureau of Investigation will vet all of the potential uh, employees that will be there. And the funds come from a two hundred thousand dollar Hawthorne Social Justice Fund grant and 10 formerly incarcerated people will go through the 18 month program. Two people have already started the training. I'd say 18 months is a good amount of time uh, for cultivation training. Think about how many runs you'd be able to get in. So if you're going to do a harvest every nine weeks and and turn that room, you're going to be able to in over 18 months, you know, you'd have to convert months into weeks and then divide that into nine. Uh, you'd see a lot of, uh, of runs and you'd see a lot of things go wrong. For example, magnesium deficiency 
emergency when your reverse osmosis machine in the prairie doesn't work. So the tap water is just the same as my reverse osmosis water. And so been killing the plants. No. Uh, (laughs) But then, like, at least it's like, I mean, we we got the pens out and tested everything, and I'm like, oh, that plumber, that plumber still charged us, you know. But then that's how it is. Like, whether you're hiring a plumber or whether you're hiring a lawyer, you're paying for their time and expertise. You would hope, right? Like, nope, (laughs) just their time. Yeah, just their time. (laughs) Shit, not according to the leak under our sink and the uh, backwards installed reverse osmosis machine. Don't call Dylan Plumbing in Peoria. But, you know, with that window, like you're saying, I know ideally you would think uh, they're going to get like a bunch of grows underneath the belt. But I'd imagine with that kind of a curriculum, though, it's going to be what, what's the average term? Like three months, right? Like like three months from seed to, to harvest for. No, it's going to be more than that. But like if you're doing a, a if you're flowering, so you're just always in flower. And then so it's nine weeks and then you're feeding it with a, a very sophisticated veg system. So you're always vegging out. And if things don't make it into flower for whatever reason, doesn't matter you're able to uh keep that that flower room stacked and so like you'd have them vegged you take them from clone and then put them into veg for i don't know six eight weeks so you're always just having enough that's ready to feed those flower rooms right but i just think that the education process probably the first three months are gonna be learning about soils seeds you know like there's a whole you know lesson learning first before they get their hands in the dirt i would imagine well, maybe. I'd hope not. I hope that they just kind of tell them, like, okay, welcome to growing. Let's go to the moms. And so we're starting <laughs> with clone cutting. Clone cutting goes into propagation, and then from propagation, you go to vegetation. And after vegetation, it's time to stock that flower room, bros. And so they're just just walk them right down the line and then show them how everything works. Make sure everything's checked off and dialed in. Yeah, but at that point, you're just creating automatons that are just going to walk in and be able to... You're, uh, you're, you're, you're not creating automatons. You're creating fundamentals. And then from the fundamentals, then you can get into like pheno hunting and all the other really, really advanced stuff after they've gone through about 18 months of run. So that would be harvest after harvest after harvest. Every two months and nine, that would probably be about seven or eight harvests. That would be yeah. 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 Chess says, uh, need to break the law. <laughs> yeah. You need to learn the rules before you break the rule. That's right. There you go. There you go. Right on. So uh, 200,000 grand. That's awesome. How about this? Uh, cops brag about stealing man's weed and pocket change after he called 911 for a tree on his home. Man, this- I hope that you trolled the police on this one, Mickey. So this one is awesome because not awesome because they're assholes, but they deleted the post. So apparently they got enough heat where they're like, you know what? This does not make us look good in Kentucky. So yeah. they deleted it. But uh, free thought. And this again, folks, when you're out there and you see these things, go ahead, send me an email. Tag me. I will see what I can especially screenshots. So just like these guys deleted their freaking post. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't screenshotted, but uh, um uh, it, it, they 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 caught a little of the story here. Uh, in spite of the fact that weed is legal in form in well over half of the country, the drug warrior predator class still viciously enforces the war on marijuana, ruining, ruining and ending countless lives from coast to coast. So this gentleman uh, called the cops about a tree that fell onto his property. Uh, see, uh, the Glasgow Police Department, Kentucky, is feeling the backlash on the internet this week after they took a Facebook and bragged about robbing a man of his weed in an event. Is, and even his pocket change. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> See, if you hear something like that, I want you to go ahead and report it over at CannabisLegalizationNews.com. That's right. One of the problems with our channel is that 
basically everything gets flagged as age restricted, including this this video that I did. And I think this one that you did, uh, this one was also flagged. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, when you see that and that's that's what that means. But then you can also check out our playlist. But the thing that we want you to do is then uh, you can go over to Got News and fill out this uh, form right there to tell us about these types of stories that Miggy needs to follow up on, you know, uh, and, and and do some. Uh, I take great pleasure. On. You know, and this thing, these guys are so like they'll post your pictures. They'll call they'll people. They, I've seen some where they put people's names. Like they, you don't name drop, uh, uh, you know. For, so for this post right here, the department posted a photo of their stolen loot to their Facebook page, along with the following caption on 831 2021, the Glasgow Police Department responded to a complaint of a tree that had fallen on a house on Sporn Way. Upon arrival, officers made contact with all the occupants of the house to make sure they were safe and determined that there were no injuries. Ooh. Officers received consent to search the residence to assess damage and locate in plain view marijuana scales, grinder, and money. I mean, I don't, I wonder how much in plain view this shit was, you know, because I mean, they might have smelt a crime is what I'm thinking. So Timothy Gunn of Glasgow, Kentucky, was arrested and charged with trafficking and marijuana, eight ounces to under five pounds. His first offense. So their great sleuthing was like, hey, we got a complaint. I smell a crime. I mean, who was saved this day? Who was protected? What? <laughs> Absolutely. Not a goddamn person. How is Kentucky better? Because he's co- and then the cops leave the post. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here doing all these uh, updates to the the mastermind course behind the scenes. So I finished off the branding and the team building module. Now I'm going to do community and compliance, and then we get into the stuff that people really care about: the business plans. So do stop over though at cannabislegalizationnews.com if you got news. So I was thinking for the compliance video that I work on, I'm gonna make it a little like interactive and sexy, like I'll wear a button shirt and be like, all right, compliance number one. Did you hear those ISOs that they were saying in that one BDS or BSI uh, uh, webinar? Did you get a hit that webinar? No, I missed about to watch the the the, the cap. My uh, oh, yeah, my, my law's in town, so things been getting sidetracked. Well, go watch that because they were like naming the ISOs that you would need to be uh, passing the audits for. So Miggy will help your uh, cannabis companies uh, hit the audit right, which is really, really important because when we go, yeah, sexy compliance, that's right. Uh, When you go federally legal, you're going to probably have to compete with uh, the GMP. And so GMP is in Canada right now. So if you're going to be an extraction or manufacturing, GMP certified facility. You're going to have to meet federal requirements. And I've been doing this for over the past 15 years of doing manufacturing compliance. So I can definitely. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, we'll, I'll work on the resume or the uh, presentation. Why you should believe me then? Well, that's 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 great. And then I'll, I'll figure out how to price it. Yeah. Hey, hey, does anybody guess this? This this is like just, you know, it really is a gift from a very powerful entity. It contains flavors of grape, citrus and hash. Mm, that gets back to its Afghani or its Indica roots, I would imagine. Mm, sounds yummy. Man, I got. What I, I got really here. wish that we had excellent quality stuff like this in Illinois. That was not sixty dollars for popcorn. 
You guys, you sixty dollars hey, popcorn. James Bond got somebody it. get it because we've been fairly obvious. Well, gets close enough. It's called God's Gift. Is actually yeah. the technical name of the strain. My God's bad. Gift is uh, according to Leafly. Shout out to them. They should really sponsor the show. By the way, and Indica Strain. I know they got thirty-eight million dollars and three hundred eighty-five million in evaluation. You can't sponsor <laughs> name that strain. Uh, an Indica strain that became popular in California dispensaries and back in two thousand and five. God's Gift contains flavors of grape, citrus, and hash. Its parents are Granddaddy Purple and OG Kush. I, well, I mean, I really want some God's Gift now, but I got this Dutch oh. treat. We'll be all right. <laughs> Actually, Dutch treat was kind of like the thing that I just got done with. It was called Sunday Driver. Dutch treat was one of the crosses of, uh, of the thing. It had no smell. It had an okay effect, uh, and it was popcorn budge. And so like, it was not... Uh, uh, GTI's best work. Well, I've been buying a lot of popcorn budge because I'm a baller on a budget. And baller so, on a budget. Nice. And that's how they've been coming. Like a lot of these guys have been like, hey man, for 40 bucks, 50 bucks, you get a larger amount, but it's all their popcorn buds. And I, I put everything in the grinder anyway. So yeah. at, that, at that point, you mean, you mean you're not just smoking the, the whole bud? You're missing out. You have to smoke the whole bud at once. I bet if we designed a contraption that got, I mean, you see that that's it. You can't do that because that's people are weed nerds, you know, and have to get it to just the right heat. I mean, they make those claims with vaporizers though all the time. I'm going to tell you honestly, dude. So I haven't been, I've only been using a grinder for probably uh, five years. I've been using a grinder. Like my first grinder was one of those big plastic ones, you know, and I was like, oh, what is this shit? I don't understand what I've been doing here. But then when you see how fluffy a little nugget gets when you chop it all up. Mm-hmm. And no, then you no, s- no. Like it is uh, for the past two years, I've graduated into the three inch grinders. And so I really recommend picking up a three inch grinder, not the dinky little ones, not the plastic ones. Those are fine if you're in a gas station and, you know, Indiana yeah. and, and you got nothing else. But uh, at home, you should have your own good grinder. This one's $20 on Amazon. They'll ship it to you. Nice. Yeah. I got mine for free from uh, Raw. It's got Tommy Chung on it, but that was at Hempfest. I did it before times. Yeah, I missed the before times. But, you know, I'm kind of glad that I haven't gotten the COVID haircut yet, uh, simply because it's back. Guess guess what you hate? And and only uh, people that are in com- that, that have oppositional defiant disorder uh, oh. haven't done it. And so it's back. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're going through stupid ass retarded uh, mask, anti mask, like for school systems here. We had a, an incident down south here where the Prada boys apparently chased over like we just got idiots all over but meanwhile uh despite see seattle city council amazon continues to support cannabis the fresh toast fresh toast is reporting check them out over the past three years seattle city council member kashami Sawant has made it her mission to drive amazon out of seattle and ruin the hundreds of mom and pop businesses supported by their employees including local cannabis retailers which makes very very little sense and despite these attacks on the company its headquarters and even their employees amazon tends to lead the way in progressive policies. The company recently stopped drug testing applicants for marijuana and actively promotes its now cannabis-friendly workplace. The company is calling on its contracted delivery services to stop screening all the drivers for cannabis. Nice. Next Mm -hmm. thing we can do is uh, do truck drivers. I know we have a lot of truck drivers that pay attention and ask us. And, you know, unfortunately, the CDL and insurance companies right now ruin everything. But uh, They really do. They really do. And so as soon as that goes federally legal, I think that those types of tests will be gone for CDL drivers yeah. uh, because seriously you should can you imagine how frustrating that would be if you're if your office was the highway Whew, that would be that would be stressful that's the one person who deserves a chill like people who have this impression that like 
you know, like I was joking about how like I just do we do a podcast and just like dude, dude, dude. And that's yeah, that's, right. yeah, man. Thank you so much for joining us on uh dude grows, man. Right? But like legit, like people are under this impression that like you can't function as a human being employee or you know, like what would you do if your surgeon smoked weed? Well, hell, I'd hope he'd be like relaxed. Like, what if he had a bad argument with his wife the night before? I fucking Seriously. don't know what yeah. Right. Yeah. And now what if he was Hannibal Lecter? Actually, I think that would make me more calm because then I know that I have a psychopath operating on me and nothing's going to shake that guy. But (laughs) what if he wants to kill me? Well, that's the risk, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, according to a new report from Bloomberg, Amazon sent word to its delivery services this week, urging them to no longer test applicants for marijuana. It's a strategy that Amazon believes will boost driver applicants by as much as 400%. The new source asserts putting an end to the driver shortage before he, the holidays season kicks in. That's pretty smart, actually. It is. And Amazon actually built a, is, is building a big center out near Pekin, which is uh, one city over. So, hey, Amazon, why don't you give me a job? Just I'll say your name on this thing. It's like Amazon is great. I said so because they're paying me. I will take your money, Amazon. You've had enough of mine. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, like, what is selling out, right? Like, I think about, like, people like, oh, man. I remember as a kid, like, oh, Metallica's going to sell out by being on MTV. Like, we're never going to be on MTV. Next thing you know, like, oh, that's a pretty nice check MTV just wrote for us. Well, it's really sweet of them. Let's do a whole concert. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. Like, in the arts, as somebody who's been, like, within the arts, and it's like, you know what? The whole purpose of selling out is so you can fucking pay your bills. and, And, like, you know, it's like not just a small bunch of people who enjoy you. You want a lot of people to enjoy you. You know, right. I don't yep. write for just two or three people. I want to write for everybody. There you go. It's a, it's an old Chuck D saying it's not selling out. It's buying in. Yeah. I like it. Right. So the strategy. So, and, and then the thing with Amazon, like they're probably strategically, like people need to look and wake up to this Amazon strategy. They're looking at if they're trying to, I don't know about you, but as I've been watching my antenna TV, I see more and more like, job hiring commercials with like fedex ups like you know there's a reason why some of these shitty jobs when when they have like uh we call it a uh, influence on your personal life on your on your private life you know people are considering like i i want to be able to smoke weed and go to work period like mm-hmm. they're not asking for a lot more yeah, well, you can do that in Illinois. Uh, you can do that in Washington State and basically the entire West Coast. And then the eastern seaboard's about to light up. That's going to be fantastic if they shape it up more like a Michigan as opposed to an Illinois, uh, simply because then, you know, I'll get that application fee down and I'll get it so smooth uh, that it'll. Just, well, you want oh, that? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but you offer more than an application fee. You offer business uh, nuances as well for the small pumps. So well, I mean, they're, they're the only ones getting businesses. And so what actually will probably end up happening is one day I may become very wealthy. And then so would all the people that are in the the, the roll up, as they call it, uh, that have licenses for uh, the social equity, which are going to be the only ones that are really handed out in the future. So then how do they come all together and, and get a huge payout? And then not only that, how do you finance this particular thing because if the only people getting the license don't have any money you know yeah well and you're still on the forefront of actually helping people i mean you you have license winners you're building the business you're doing all the things that people talk about right uh revenue raising and all the other stuff so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. on you man 
Yep. What about Connecticut? Connecticut is doing it right, in my opinion. I think Connecticut's going to be having a lottery here, uh, helping people out in Connecticut as well, some pre-application guidance. But yeah, I mean, between Connecticut and New Mexico, it's been pretty cool. I I almost want to like try to apply for a New Mexico license through the portal, but I don't live in New Mexico. And if you don't live in New Mexico, can you get a license there? I don't think so. Why not try it? I mean, what's it going to cost you? Like fifty bucks? They're like, <laughs> no, oh no, it doesn't cost you fifty bucks. It's in the thousands. And is so it? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like the application fees are in the thousands. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, man. I just just oh, yeah. throw it out there. I mean, no, it's the it's a very expensive business to get into. Like your budgets, even for a dispensary, should be a million bucks before uh, the uh, inventory. Well, I mean, like in the end, like we talk about this in this outlaw still shaping market, but I think. Uh, you know, the comparison will be like with a flower shop or something. Like, there's got to be something comparable nationally, right? This, what other product? Bars right and now? liquor stores. That's essentially what's comparable. Bars and liquor stores. Right. Yeah. But like the, I mean, and that's for like lack of a better, right? Because uh, you know, we also know like cannabis isn't like alcohol. Where you know, I I can consume too much cannabis, but like I know I'm okay. Whereas I can, because consume too much alcohol. I mean, there's never really a good, like. Yeah, me and the boys went out and started with a couple of drinks, and then here's how the night ended. Type stories that are no, that's that's why the um, that movie they did three of them. That's why The Hangover was a called The Hangover, and B such a popular movie was because people would wake up in just ridiculous situations, and then they'd have to try to piece that together. Now, granted, they were doing more than just alcohol, right? Well, I'm just saying that alcohol can fuck you up. It makes you make bad decisions already. I mean, the, the what? What is a bad campus decision? Like, it's like I'm gonna put pineapple on pizza. That's a bad cannabis decision. Or like, man, I could eat another four of those Cheetos. Like, that's a bad cannabis decision. You know, I ate a little too much. Cheese sticks. Yeah. Cheese sticks. You're a little disoriented. You forget what you're doing, and you go walk over and do something else. You know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's call the cops on this one. No, it's, it's a crazy shit. So we got the uh, the, the state news. I didn't know there was an article on that news. Uh, uh, state uh, Washington states of C to sell. Oh, that's all right. We already covered that though. So yeah, they're ending yeah. the sale, and so I was just going to be like, okay, well, which what's the new one? You know, once established, leaf data systems. Okay, so that's what they're going with. Ah, that's hilarious. The new system in which Washington State is derived from a workaround that regulators developed in 2017 when BioTrack THC. Failed to reach an agreement with the LCB. Okay, you see, Biotrack THC is really good at rent seeking behavior. They will write themselves into a law like they did in Illinois, and then, oops, I guess it's not working. And then they will not allow you access to their API to be able to build software on top of it. Metric is completely different. You know? well, also, if you're curious about the the, the Washington State market, I, I'd recommend going back to the, the video I did with Jim McCray, where I interviewed him. He's an actual patient activist. Uh, he runs the High Blog, and he actually has obs- been observing the recreational market from the beginning to most recently. You know, analyzing the data that was coming from the market or from uh, the Washington State uh, Liquor Control Board. Apparently, they were very transparent in the beginning, and then he said in in the, in the interview we we're talking they kind of slowly like sifted away from like full transparency. So there is a lot of shadiness that happens. And then with this uh see the sale tracking hasn't been working for a while. It's like that. It, this is not a necessity for a regulatory market, but it is a necessity for the actual commerce people. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Well, 
gotta say, Thanks, you know, man. it just isn't really, it's not what I, I mean, I like seed to sale, but I like software that works. Like my, I hate HubSpot, for example, I, I hate that software company. I, uh, and then it's Salesforce's business model. I just fucking hate it. But, um, you know, we don't have to talk about software. This isn't software legalization news. It's already legalized, but we do have some international news. Let's do some international news and wrap it up. Poof. Panama's Congress approves medical cannabis bill in unanimous vote. Rooters. That means everybody. <laughs> that means everybody. All 44 of their lawmakers. <laughs> How often does that Panama happen? Panama has 44 lawmakers. <laughs> Panama's National Assembly unanimously passed a bill on Monday that would regulate the use of medical cannabis, making it the first nation in Central America to do so. Woohoo! Way to do it, Panama. And uh, yeah. Panama also has a wonderful climate for growing cannabis. There's probably a no shortage of great Panamanian cannabis farms that are out there operating and growing weed that they are going to then export to Europe because Europe doesn't really grow it. Like uh, Germany just imports its stuff. Well, you know, I was telling you how like Mexico has nothing but like brickweed and like the I mean, I'm so sad of how this country has had cannabis in their life forever and no one's taking a moment to like grow it better. Panama's going to be exporting out to Mexico just like we've been exporting, you know, our, our name brands down there our cushions and whatnot. I can see that. Well, I just got terrible news, everybody. What's up? Uh, the pool closes at 4.30. That's only 25 minutes from now. I was supposed to go to the pool after hanging up on this live with all of yous, whom I'm very thankful for joining us. But, uh, yeah, the bill now awaits the signature of the Presidente. Nice, dude. Assembly President Crispiano Adamas held this bill as an initiative, citing multiple elements that can be treated with cannabis once the proposal becomes a law. I mean, good luck on you guys. Panama gonna be lit <laughs> hell yeah sorry tom i didn't know you had a hard out let's try to get you over there for at least like no, no, no. Minutes. <laughs> i'm not going to the pool for 20 minutes i mean like hey because by the time i hang up get over there now it's going to be four fifty. now i have 15 minutes and then every lifeguard would be like really old man first off get a haircut second why are you wearing that shirt it's a ymca come on jesus like what literally jesus come on you know <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We'll see you on Wednesday.